Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. episode of the year and in true 2020 fashion we're just gonna fly by the seat of our pants (laughs) we i didn't want to end the year on another morbid note because this year has just been i don't know about you guys but just riddled with loss so (laughs) instead so first i thought that i could tell you guys about my own like witchy abilities and stuff from this year and then i thought like i mean that's awesome and i could totally tell you about it in a separate series or whatever but it wasn't ex- the right fit to end the year on. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need something bigger than that for this year. So then I thought I could finally tell you all about the Dybbuk box, which I've actually wanted to talk about for a while. So I'm going to give you an oversimplified version of the Dybbuk box. Like the YouTube channel. <laughs> like the YouTube channel. <laughs> I just showed Tierney that YouTube channel. I'm obsessed with just watching bits of history get oversimplified if you like history at all check it out it's pretty cool we're not sponsored we're not in a partnership or anything (laughs) it's just really cool so if you're bored and you have youtube check it out uh everybody has access to youtube that was a stupid thing that i said (laughs) if you have YouTube. anyway the dybbuk box is actually a wine box that is said to be haunted by a dybbuk which is a restless and often malicious spirit believed to be able to haunt and even possess the living The box has been said to cause strange sudden health problems and horrible nightmares along with a few other strange and scary things. However, these occurrences would supposedly stop if the Dybbuk was sealed within the box. The previous owner of the box, Jason Haxton, consulted with some rabbis. Well, the last owner of the box, I guess we'll say, because it went through multiple owners. But Jason Haxton actually took it upon himself to consult with some rabbis after experiencing his own string of strange health problems, which included hives, coughing up blood, and welts all over his body. Just because of some wine in a box? <laughs> Just because of some wine and some evil is there demon wine? in a box. Is there wine in the box? Still? No, no, no. There was a bunch of weird stuff in the box, but oh. supposedly it held an evil spirit. Okay. And like that's what happened when they opened it. But So with the rabbi's help, Haxton managed to reseal the evil spirit within the box. And then he decided to donate it to Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures. And if you've ever watched the show, you know how big of a mistake that was. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about it more in depth with you drunkies because I have a theory. When Haxton sealed the box, he sealed the evil spirit within it, right? Well, last year on October 31st, Zach Bagans opened the Dybbuk box on television for all to see, unleashing the evil spirit. And I think that's what caused everything that happened across the world this year. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but like if you think about it, coronavirus was first detected like the next day, like Uh, the very next month after the box was open. And it causes weird health things and strange occurrences. Like, I mean... Come change my mind, drunkies, but it t- in my eyes, 2020 is Zach Bagan's fault. Like I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. That's crazy. Crazy. Like, there's no such thing as coincidences. Right. I just have to say. So anyway, now that I'm done with that rambling rant, uh, <laughs> there's still one question to answer. What are we talking about for our final episode of 2020? 
We're talking weird crimes, drunkies. I'm so excited. Weirdest <laughs> crimes of 2020. I don't know about you guys, but like I really needed this break after this year. So <laughs> all of these crimes were found on Oxygen's Crime News blog. And we'll link we'll include the link in our show notes and on our website. So that you guys can go check out the many, many other weird crimes that happened this year and all of the other true crimes from this year and last year. There's a lot more than you think. But for right now, we're going to go through the top 20. But before that, let me tell you about the drink. Yeah, what are we drinking? Okay, so we decided that this year was pretty much a dumpster fire. I don't know that we decided that, actually. I think it's just like everyone decided that it was. It was pretty early in the year. A song came out on YouTube. I don't know who did it, but if you want to search, this year is a dumpster fire. (laughs) It's set to the tune of we didn't start the fire. And so pretty early on, basically March and April, we were like, yeah, no, this thing sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Can we speed this thing along? (laughs) So today our recipe comes from liquor.com and the cocktail is literally called set the new year on fire (laughs) i don't really want to set the new year on fire i would rather set the old year on fire but i just feel like it works did you see that meme that was saying 2021 basically sounds like 2021 like yeah (laughs) like we're you you did it yeah (laughs) can it be over now (laughs) i surrender no tomorrow is december 32nd (laughs) (laughs) all right uh, all right. So to make this delicious looking drink, you're going to take uh, three fourths ounce of lime juice, freshly squeezed, if you feel so inclined. A half an ounce of simple syrup, six mint leaves, two ounces of this one used Bowmore 12 year old single malt scotch. I, just use scotch. I don't know. You could even use bourbon or whiskey or whatever. I don't I don't know what the difference is, but it's fine. Um, a half an ounce of Campari and then garnish with the flaming lime shell. Um, so basically you muddle the mint and the juice and the syrup all together. You add the scotch, you fill the ice and then you float the Campari on top and then you put more crushed ice and then you set the, uh, you squeeze the juice from the lime and then you place the lime shell atop the cocktail and you place, they used a sugar cube inside of it and then they doused the cube with Bacardi 151 and then lit that on fire, and that's how you that's how you get it to set ablaze. <laughs> Make sure you have someone on hand with fire extinguishing equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounded intense. Yeah, but so was this year. So yeah, that's I true. I think it's a good way to send twenty twenty off. Oh yeah. So once you get that all made and lit on fire, are you ready for the case? Drink up, dead drunkies. All right. So. Our number 20 on this list is the headline is man who tried to fake death to avoid sentencing was caught by typo. Prosecutor says, oh, no. In July, Nassau County District Attorney Madeline Singus announced that prosecutors had charged 25 year old Robert Berger with felony charges for, quote, offering false instrument after he gave authorities a fake death certificate to avoid sentencing for two unrelated felonies. Berger had been awaiting sentencing since December 2018 after pleading guilty to charges of possession of stolen property in the fourth degree for stealing a Lexus. His lawyer, after receiving a death certificate from Berger's fiance, asked the court to dismiss all charges because, according to the document, his client had died of suicide by suffocation on September 21st, 2019. Unfortunately, though, the document was quickly proven false as the word registry was horrifically misspelled and said, 
Reg Sitree <laughs> instead. And so his lawyer dropped him as a client amid a bundle of embarrassment, I'm sure, and claimed to be used as a pawn for his conspiracy. And not only did Berger not get away with it, but he also got himself a third felony charge out of the whole thing. <laughs> that is so stupid. I know. <laughs> like, it's okay. I'll steal a car and then I will pretend to die and it'll be fine. And I'll just get away with everything. I love that nobody nobody thought to look over the document. They were like, this is a good plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, even his lawyer that brought it to court didn't <laughs> carefully look over the document. Yeah. Come That's on, ex- guys. It's hysterical. <laughs> All right, number 19, Florida man with machete tattoo is accused of violent attack with actual machete. (laughs) We love ourselves a good Florida man story. Oh my gosh, we seriously do. So apparently in June, Justin Couch has who he, (laughs) who has a machete tattooed on his face, which I mean, good luck. It's directly under his eye too. It's like very huge (laughs) and colored in under his eye. It's yeah. Yeah. So he was accused of using a real machete in a violent attack on another man in Spring Hill, Florida. Apparently the two men were at a house where a bunch of people were having a get together or something of that matter. And the victim told authorities that he had returned home to take a shower when couch started arguing with him for no apparent reason, as it usually is. The victim asked Couch to step outside with him to discuss the dispute, but when they got outside, Couch approached the other man aggressively with the machete. Couch told the man to leave the property, but before leaving, the other man wanted to collect his wallet and cell phone from inside first, which is a bold move. If someone's, like, attacking you with a knife, I feel like you're not like, can I just grab my phone first? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) And so, obviously, this didn't seem to sit well with Couch, who allegedly told the other man, there's nothing here for you. Leave. When the victim insisted on getting his things from inside, Couch started hitting the man on the leg and arm with the flat side of the machete, which would be enough for me to get the hell out of there, but apparently not. Then the situation escalated when Couch swung at the man's face. The man was able to block the attack with his left arm, but his forearm was sliced by the blade in the process. The victim apparently felt intense pain and then passed out, according to Hernando County Sheriff's Office. Like, dude, same. Like, I don't even... (laughs) Yeah. Couch was charged with aggravated battery and is being held on a $10,000 bond. I'm betting if the case goes before a jury, it'll be a pretty quick trial for him. There's only so much defending you can do when you have an actual machete tattooed on your face while you're being charged for attacking someone with a machete. Yeah, like that one's pretty cut and dry. Like the jury could be like, dude, look at him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like yeah, you can't say it wasn't you. Our 18th on the list is man accused of shoplifting booze while wearing hollowed out watermelon as a face mask. (laughs) On May 5th, 20 year old Justin Rogers posted a video on TikTok that showed him and other uh, and another man purchasing two watermelons, hollowing them out and then wearing them on their heads as face masks (laughs) while they go grocery shopping. The men can be seen talking to a store employee and explaining that the watermelons on their heads are for Corona. They were also seen sitting in a large black truck. That same night, surveillance footage from a Sheets convenience store in Louisiana. Louisa, sorry. I always want to go with Louisiana. Yeah. (laughs) But Louisa, Virginia, showed two men shoplifting alcohol while wearing watermelons on their heads. No, they didn't. (laughs) The footage also showed the shoplifting men melon heads. Sorry. (laughs) The footage also showed the shoplifting melon heads driving off in a large black truck that was very similar to the one seen in Roger's TikTok video. 
Rogers was charged with petty theft, possession of alcohol by a minor, and wearing a mask in public, which is hilarious in this year. (laughs) The other person involved has not yet been identified, but according to Oxygen, the police have a pretty good idea of who they are. Probably from the TikTok video. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, so they got charged with wearing a mask in public (laughs) because it, like, was, like, concealing their identity? Yeah. Oh my god! But isn't that crazy for this year? So basically, <laughs> what would you get charged with? Wearing a mask <laughs> in 2020? Yeah. If you're gonna <laughs> put a mask on, make sure it's not a watermelon, and make sure you don't post it on your TikTok before you use that as a disguise <laughs> to rob someone. I have a feeling that the day progressed. Like, hey, dude, this would be really funny. Let's put this on TikTok, and then sometime later, somebody was like. Do you think we could get away with robbery while wearing these watermelons? And they forgot about the TikTok <laughs> and thought, this is going to be great. You guys, like, nobody will know it's us. No one's going to know. How would they How know? How would they know? <laughs> How would they know? <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So number 17. And this is where we're just kind of going to start reading a lot of the Oxygen article. Yeah. So. I'll be honest. This year was kind of exhausting in every way. Again, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like... <laughs> At the end of it, I was like, I feel like I'm running a marathon with no end in sight. There's no. (laughs) So I kind of just stopped writing these (laughs) up. But but I you know what? I think it'll be just as good. Just it will. will, will. Which is the bare bones of the case. So number 17 is a West Virginia couple allegedly fakes women's cliff death so she could avoid prison. Another (laughs) one of these fake deaths. Yeah. Why are these people like, (laughs) I don't know. These people also look. The one guy looks like he has escaped prison and has been on the run for a little while. And the woman looks like she's definitely yelled at every manager in every department store <laughs> yeah. she's ever been in. Like, yeah. she doesn't have the haircut, but you can see it in her eyes. She's yeah. a Karen, for yeah, sure. Yeah, she's definitely a Karen. <laughs> so they basically told authorities that she fell off a cliff so that she wouldn't have to go to prison. Um Virginia State Police arrested, I'm sorry, West Virginia State Police arrested Julian Ronnie Wheeler on June 2nd, and they're facing multiple charges related to this scheme, including conspiracy and giving false information to the authorities. And that's according to Associated Press. Julie Wheeler, who's 44, apparently went missing on May 31st during a visit to the Grandview State Park with her husband and her son. Her family claimed that she was looking for a missing earring. Like, okay, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> And as she was looking for the earring, fell off the cliff. Oh, she lost her earring, earring right on the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And like, she's like, right whoa. Where whoa. You remember where Pocahontas <laughs> said goodbye to John Smith in the video? That's <laughs> where she's looking for her earring. And oh. Yeah. So basically, because of this report, like all these emergency search efforts happened. Even using like canines <laughs> to track her scent. Obviously, they couldn't find her scent because of what we know now. But for a number of days, the search kept going until two days later on june 2nd they found her in her home and (laughs) local police had come to search the home because a warrant was finally granted um so they could get you know her cell phones and all that stuff to find a missing person you know what you would do and then they found her hiding in the closet (laughs) 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 so uh so they took her into custody so Uh, that's pretty much julie's story um she's she had pled guilty in february to federal health care fraud and was facing up to 10 years in prison 
Um, so, <laughs> so, so this, this was, was her way this out. This was her way out. <laughs> um, but now, obviously, they face numerous charges, including conspiracy to commit a felony, conspiracy to commit a misdemeanor, and filing a false emergency report. <laughs> All right. So our next one, and I had taken, I thought I took great care to avoid murders, but this is a, this is a murder, but it's weird. Okay. Love a weird murder. The headline is, woman who said she shot roommate in self-defense against spirits surrounding him sentenced for murder. Oh my God. So, basically, Kiana Hawkins, a 30-year-old Nevada woman, was sentenced to 11 to 28 years in Nevada for fatally shooting her roommate and she claimed it was an act of self-defense against spirits that were surrounding his body right okay okay apparently uh, andre d smith her 49 year old roommate was shot in the head in their north las vegas apartment on may 3rd oh this was actually in 2019 but it was ruled a homicide and she was arrested later the day it didn't take them very long to figure it out obviously right She claimed that when Smith arrived home at 4.30 a.m., spirits arrived with him, and one of which came out of his body, according to an arrest report. She asserted that she shot at a spirit, not Smith, in self-defense. Okay. (laughs) Detectives noted in their report that she might be mentally disturbed. Like, might, (laughs) I feel like, is kind of stretching it. I would say definitely. Yeah. She was evaluated and somehow was fan fit to stand trial in June. She pled guilty and entered a plea arrangement on the murder charge. She, I, I mean, she obviously, she likened her experiences in the early ma- hours of May 3rd to being, quote, in a virtual reality video game. Oh my God, no, she did not. After waking up in the morning, Hawkins was aware of her reality and knew that Smith was dead. So she definitely, I don't know if drugs are involved, but this definitely sounds like a situation where drugs might have been involved and you were hallucinating or something. But it was definitely a mental break for sure. I feel like the might in their police report is a stretch. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And that one's weird. It's sad. It's also sad. I'm sorry for that one, drunkies. I know that we've had enough of that. So let's get into the weirder, funnier ones. All right. <laughs> uh, we're number 15 now, right? Oh, I think so. So a palm yeah. reader allegedly convinces woman that her daughter is possessed and scams her of $71,000. <laughs> so this woman, Tracy Milanovic. Milanovic? Yeah, that Milanovic. sounds right. <sighs> you got to have the... <laughs> in there. Sorry, headphone Tracy. users. Um, so Tracy here um, convinced the victim that her daughter was possessed by a demon and that the cash and household items were needed in order to banish the spirit from her daughter. Oh, my God. If she really said that, that's clearly <laughs> like, I mean, scam central. This. Yeah. Did you not see the red flags? It's right there. <laughs> Apparently not. We so. need more money. <laughs> just, just cash money. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the 37 year old palm reader from Massachusetts on December 17th um, basically tricked the resident into giving her large sums of money, according to a press release from the Somerset police. So Milanovic operated Tracy's psychic palm reader when she met the victim, police said, and I guess that's her, her little company. (laughs) And they believe that she convinced the victim that her daughter was possessed by a demon. As we said before, um, police allege that Milanovic has stolen approximately $71,000 from the victim. And that the victim additionally purchased multiple household items for her, like towels and bedding. Which 
what girl like stop getting walked over that's crazy i'm so confused by it like what did she say she said like oh instead of sage you need to burn all this cash in your that like and give it to me just give me all this cash also bedding and towels demons hate bedding and towels yeah i have no (laughs) idea um so she was uh, arrested two days after Christmas in a connection with the allegations. She has now been charged of six counts of obtaining property over $250 by trick, larceny, and intimidation of a witness. And she was arraigned on December 30th, which was yesterday, Woo. at which point she pleaded guilty. And so she's doing court in February. Um, and apparently police think that there are other people that she scammed out of money. So I mean, probably it doesn't sound like her first rodeo. Like, so if you were scammed by a palm reader, please call Officer Donald Cormier at five zero eight six seven nine two one three eight. Wow, I just honestly like that. Why did the victim think like, oh yeah, this is normal? Let me just give you all this money. <laughs> I don't know. That's, so crazy. That's like kind of on her. <laughs> Oh my god, another psychic in California did the same thing. She got $100,000. Maybe I should become a psychic. (laughs) No, these are bad psychics. These are not real psychics. (laughs) Real psychics don't pull this kind of... This crap. Nuh-uh. So, now are we on 14? We're on 14. Yes. Florida woman... (laughs) Because we can't just let the men have all the fun, right? Say it with me. Let the women do Do the the work. work. (laughs) This woman allegedly stuffed multiple mailboxes with disgusting porn-filled Easter eggs. (laughs) Let the women do the work. Like actual Easter eggs? Yeah. Like the plastic ones? Oh, my God. On April 6th, (laughs) Jessica Nageldinger's family received an unwelcome Easter surprise in the mailbox of their Florida home. Her brother-in-law discovered a toy Easter egg earlier that day in the family's mailbox. But what they found inside, the orange egg, it was orange. That's important, I guess. Oh, yeah. It was shocking. Nageldinger said, the last thing I did expect to see was opening an Easter egg would be pornographic pictures. (laughs) I mean, it was just random and weird. That is it random was. and weird. So they found a Skittles candy drink, goldfish crackers, a square of toilet paper, a tiny scroll, and a tiny scroll of religious writings alongside images of a naked woman and two men having sex. So it's not like there was no candy in it. But like... <laughs> <laughs> like there was candy in it. Give her a break. Beneath the graphic images was an artistic rendering of a Roman soldier just poking at Jesus Christ with a... <laughs> With a spear. Like, I, who packed these things? Oh, I'll tell you. April Sassoni, a 43-year-old Florida woman, <laughs> was arrested on a Florida parkway by Flag Flagler County Sheriff's deputies shortly after all of this. <laughs> Short, well, shortly after Nageldinger recalled seeing a gray Honda cruise down the block. I, I was going to say, somebody had to have seen a car, like, yeah. just slow drive down and put these <laughs> Easter eggs in everybody's. So, apparently, Nageldinger saw somebody get out and place something in her sister's mailbox, but didn't find it suspicious. <laughs> I think everybody in Florida just is like, yeah, I mean, Florida. Yeah. I don't know. And then I- when it reappeared on the block this week, she called the authorities. So, when it reappeared that week... She called them and she knew that it, that was it. And right. that's how they found April Sistoni. She was charged with 11 counts of disturbing obscene material. 
I didn't know that that was a thing that you could get charged for. And there's a picture of it. It looks like um, she gave out some of those grape jelly thi- <laughs> things, you know, the um, like fruit roll-ups, but not really fruit roll-ups. <laughs> and there's one goldfish cracker. There's a single goldfish cracker, right? And then some religious documents and pornographic pictures. Like it's <laughs> So she admitted to delivering the pornographic eggs and religious pamphlets and went on a homophobic rant about quote, quantum and magnetic fields, sexually transmitted diseases, and the Bible before deputies arrested her, <laughs> according to the body camera footage obtained and reviewed by our friends at Oxygen.com. Oh, Thanks for gosh. doing that hard work for <laughs> us, bros. We need it. Let Oxygen do the work. She, said, she asked law enforcement, why are we having gays teaching in the class in the church? Oh, my God. They are rewriting Bibles. I assure you they're not. So, <laughs> so, so Stoney attempted to put out pornography and religious documents in Easter eggs containing barely any candy at all to entice you to open the egg in the first place in an attempt to, I don't know, get, get gays out of schools and churches. I don't really know what sense. the point is. <laughs> it made sense to her. Yeah, it, it made sense. So. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that was like I thought it was just gonna be like hey, you've been pranked. <laughs> she, uh, you know what? It wasn't. She hadn't been listened to. She'd been mm. doing all this crazy stuff for a long time, and it looks like she was on the police's radar for a while. And then nobody listened to her. She was. She was like, you know what? It's Easter. <laughs> I got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> or she was like a do-it-yourself kind of girl, and was like, you know what? <laughs> She got out her cricket <laughs> and she went to work. <laughs> Love that journey for her. All right. Number, the next one. Um, <laughs> defendant falsely claims she has coronavirus, prompting evacuation of courtroom, authorities say. All right. So this woman, Celia Hill, was in court responding to a, ju- a drug charge. And then she basically pretended to have coronavirus to try to get out of it i think 2020 is a lot of people trying to get out of their (laughs) their previous charges it's it's just like it's (laughs) it's what did you think would happen though you would pretend to have coronavirus and then your charges would be dropped like no (laughs) yeah no so i guess the judge at the faulkner county district court in mayflower arkansas Ordered an evacuation on Wednesday morning after the woman in the building claimed to have been exposed to coronavirus during a recent flight. And so basically they shut everything down to respond. Um, And the woman was Celia Hill. As I said, she's 34 and was in court that day responding to a misdemeanor drug charge, which honestly probably wasn't that big of a charge if it's just a misdemeanor. Like, right. So just do like just do your time. I get the consequence. Right. So she then claimed to be sick and that she might have contracted coronavirus, which everybody panicked and was like, oh, my God. Um, she she wouldn't consent, though, to be transported to the hospital to actually get a test. And so they were unable to see if she had coronavirus um, until a judge ordered a blood test. <laughs> so they found out she didn't have the virus. Um, and so... Still, though, they had to postpone her court hearing. So I guess she actually kind of uh, did get get what she wanted. I but mean, but she only got it postponed. Yeah. she They 
they pile more charges on because of that. Yeah, she so now faces charges of filing a false report, obstructing governmental operations, and contempt of court. So again, uh, this is just like a list. It of definitely people made that it like worse. Dug their own. <laughs> but I'm, I am kind of curious to see what she's gonna do next time her she's supposed to be in court. <laughs> is she going to try this shit again? Yeah, she's going to claim that she has the UK strain of the virus and we should all run. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did read, is it more dangerous? It's just easier to spread, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just spreads faster. Okay, now we're on number 12. I wanted to find out for me, but uh, did you guys need a reminder too? Because I did. So, (laughs) number 12 is, man pleads guilty to harassing ex-wife, mailing her a dead rat and a black rose. Oh my god. So, 55-year-old Romney Ellis threatened his estranged wife with a series of troubling letters, which prosecutors called a campaign of harassment. Duh. (laughs) Like, so... (laughs) So he, (laughs) I'm sorry, he pleaded guilty to sending his ex-wife a dead rat and for that could face a decade behind bars in federal prison. Oh my God, seriously? Yeah, I I don't know why you would do that. He apparently also threatened to set his wife on fire and sent her sexually graphic images of himself. So he should probably be in prison, but like, uh, how can you, I just didn't know that mailing someone a dead rat was like that big of a federal I don't think that in and of itself is a big deal because I'm pretty sure that Jared Leto did it to like members of the Suicide Squad cast to as he was getting into character with Joker Uh but so I don't think mailing a dead rat itself (laughs) I know there's a website where you can send people poop to their doorstep yeah that a bucket of poop that's amazing and I've debated sending it to a few people me too yeah (laughs) I didn't didn't actually do it though because I'm also afraid that they're gonna put my name on it for some reason (laughs) anyway so he pleaded guilty to charges of making threats and mailing a dead animal using the U.S. mail system. So, oh, you know what? It's probably illegal using the U.S. mail system. Uh, like, if you want to send a dead animal through FedEx, I bet they do it. No problem. I'm sure FedEx but like, would do it. <laughs> but, you know. FedEx is. So dirty. he did make threats and other stuff. So, yeah, that was a big problem. That's really funny. And that was. <laughs> it's just, it's obviously not a funny thing that he threatened his ex-wife, but. A dead rat. It's just <laughs> I don't understand why you would do that. Yeah, he also idiotic. sent her text messages stating that he had traveled from Indiana where they lived to uh, where he lived to Florida where she was probably to get away from him. And then he was accused of using the mail to harass his ex-wife's friends and family as well. So Ellis faces a maximum penalty of five years in federal prison, which... Uh, I don't know if that's long enough. Imagine like, unless he gets like you, therapy in there. Like, what do you win for? I mailed my ex-wife a dead <laughs> rat. <laughs> what are you really in for? I couldn't get over my, couldn't get over my ex-wife to save my life. Like I just. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. All right, I think we are on to number eleven. Yeah, we're getting into the top ten. All getting right, close. Number eleven. Florida woman admits to having sex outside <laughs> hospital. Exposing public to sexual organs, (laughs) which is wonderful. Florida woman and a man got caught with their pants down, (laughs) quite literally, outside of a St. Petersburg hospital and are now facing charges of exposure and sexual organs. That's like pretty much it. It's just like, yeah, it's 
Yeah. It's <laughs> cut and dry. <laughs> Why would you have sex outside of a hospital? I don't know. It's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea if they know. Like... <laughs> and I just love the wording of exposing public to <laughs> sexual organs. Oh, gosh. There's... <laughs> so... So the Florida couple, Anne-Marie Tucker is 45 and Albert Singletary is 37. <laughs> and they... Apparently, Tucker's vagina and Singletary's, quote, penis, testicles, and buttocks were in full view of members to members of the public on a nearby street. Oh, my God. Where did you get that from? Oh, (laughs) oxygen. If you go further into it, I like, I don't know why that link was weird, but it was weird. And yeah. So Tucker apparently also has a number of misdemeanor and felony charges, um, include for like cocaine possession and prostitution and that kind of stuff so Which like it's not that surprising yeah after and this. It, apparently the guy was like drunk so so they were on drugs yeah it's right. not known if ann tucker was under the influence but i feel like i feel like you had to be if i mean not to stereotype or judge based on the prostitution but like i feel like she's cool with it like it's <laughs> i guess <laughs> not a big deal that's true i suppose oh but did i tell you their ages no <laughs> Albert Singletary is 37 and Anne Marie Tucker is 45. Oh, a cougar. <laughs> we have a cougar in our midst. And now we're going into the top 10. Yes. And number 10 is an instance of domestic violence, but it's man allegedly choked and headbutted girlfriend after she complained of his horrible fart. Oh my Are God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had to put this in like the number of times that I have complained. About rank farts. Like in <laughs> just in my vicinity. I'll just be walking around the apartment minding my own business and then have to turn to John and be like, Did you fart? And he'll be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah. right there. Like no warning. But <laughs> Oh my god. But John is good. Christopher Ragsdale, however, sucks. And he flew off the handle when his girlfriend called him out for what Oxygen called his fetid flatulence. Again, thanks for existing oxygen dorian geiger who wrote this particular blog post on oxygen thanks for that one because i really 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 love all the alliteration in here there's foul flatulence too i mean essentially you got it he def it's it says allegedly but i'm gonna say definitely because if you look at this guy yeah he did it (laughs) like he allegedly choked and headbutted his girlfriend for protesting his horrible fart (laughs) according to a probable cause affidavit like can you imagine reading this in court like she she said you're that bad (laughs) oh my god shortly after 2 p.m to middle of the day like middle of the day he had a rank fart you know he's a smoker it didn't even smell she told christopher that his fart smelled horrible and he got mad and grabbed her by the hair and pulled her to the ground so yeah his (laughs) His bond is set at $10,000, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, imagine farting so horribly that you get sent to jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what happened. This guy violated the Geneva Convention, and <laughs> they sent him to jail. That's insane. Also, domestic violence is bad. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Number nine is uh, a real piece of shit, human. Oregon police recover thousands of coronavirus respirator masks allegedly stolen from nonprofit. I know. Like, this one just felt like, oh, like this who says, are you? This says 2020 for sure. Yeah. 
So the rebuilding center is a place that sells salvage building materials at discount prices. And they reported on March 6th that 20 to 25 cases of N95 masks had been stolen from their facility. Um, each case had 400 masks. So the to- losses totaled almost $2,500 from these masks. It was like a shit ton of masks. So... And these are like the good masks, like the ones that yeah. like really like these. These are the ones the CDC wants you to wear, not like the sparkly ones or the. Yeah, these are the know. hardcore protecting yourself masks, not the Etsy masks that yeah. are cute. And, <laughs> and I don't know if they protect anything, yeah. but they definitely help me feel better. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so the day after this alleged theft, an employee at the rebuilding center spotted somebody selling what she believed were the missing cases on the classified listings website at Craigslist. So basically this guy <laughs> stole these masks and then tried to sell them on Craigslist. Um, he was asking $350 for one case or $600 for two. And it turned out to be a man named Vladislav Drozdig. <laughs> He's 42 years old. And Beaverton police officer Matt Henderson sent an email to oxygen.com that he also offered boxes of 20 masks for $20. He, his name sounds like a villain and he looks like an incel, just to give you guys yeah, some. Yeah, he does look like an incel. <laughs> um, so between the police and the rebuilding center, they were able to arrest Drozdek, who was charged with first degree theft by receiving. Six of the missing cases were recovered, according to police. And after further investigations on March 21st, investigators found seven more cases in a nearby house. So wow. That's, that's a lot of masks. Congratulations. You're 2020's biggest yeah. piece of shit. But okay. the best <laughs> thing to come out of it was that these cases, when they were returned, were actually donated to local hospitals. So Nice. Yeah. So everybody still got the N95 masks, despite <laughs> you, Drozdek. What an idiot. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> and now we're on eight, right? Yes. I love it. Inching closer to the top five. It's like... It's like our little countdown to New Year's. <laughs> the ball's going to drop. How weird is 2021 going <laughs> to be, you guys? <laughs> Number eight is Kentucky mayor stunned to find mysterious woman hiding in his house's cellar. What? <laughs> <laughs> A mysterious woman. So Bowling Green Mayor Bruce Wilkerson was at home at a home he was renovating on Wednesday when he began hearing noises and smelling cigarettes. Which is spooky and I would definitely leave. But he went down into his basement where he found blood on the door and a sack filled with women's clothes. Okay. When he didn't find anyone, he returned to his work, which feels abnormal to me. I would ask some questions or <laughs> call somebody, but but then the electricity went out. Perfect. Spooky. <laughs> spooky. So Bruce looked into the issue and then he noticed that the cellar door was now open. So he investigated again, which, again, I wouldn't do, but (laughs) whatever, Bruce, you do you. And this time he came face to face with a mysterious dirt covered woman. Again, oxygen. (laughs) Oxygen is really good in describing that. So I just went with that. And she was hiding or more likely living in the building's basement. (laughs) She was just hiding there. (laughs) She apparently told Bruce, I'm hiding from someone. So from you. (laughs) So that I can live here. So Bruce, I'm keep calling him Bruce. His last name is Wilkerson. I just feel like Bruce is a cool name and I just He's a Bruce. I think he Bruce is, is a Bruce. cool guy. Me and Bruce are on this level. We can do it. <laughs> so Bruce said, 
Quote, I told the officers when they came that she didn't steal anything. I asked the officers why they were grinning, and they said that no matter how they write the report, it's going to say the mayor locked a woman in his house. (laughs) (laughs) So... So Wilkerson also said he was told that there were no active reports of missing woman women. So it was most likely a homeless woman in the area. And she ran off after he contacted the police. He said that the woman appeared to be in her 20s and has long brown hair. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Bowling Green police. But I'm betting that it was a homeless woman that was just trying to find some shelter in that house. And it happened to be... Mayor Bruce Wilkerson's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. Ah! What was that? I keep hitting the cord for the <laughs> headphones with my hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So moving on to number seven, correct? Yep. Number seven, California man accused of stealing electronics tried to resell them to store's owner. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Okay. So... Basically, Johnny Angel Robles, a 25-year-old man, is now facing charges of commercial burglary and probation violations just days after he had been released from jail on other charges um, because he stole, quote, several hundred dollars worth of camera equipment from a commercial business and then tried to resell it to the store owner, but not at the store, on the street. So police received a call around 10 a.m. on the Wednesday morning that this happened about a burglary at a local business. And the owner said that he had been walking near his local shop when a man approached him and offered to sell him some camera equipment. Why would you go right to the place where you stole it from? I don't know. Maybe he's thinking like the people that are going to go into the store. The people that want cameras are going to come here. (laughs) So the owner obviously immediately recognized that the equipment was from his store. And, like, (laughs) went back to his business and verified that, like, yes, this is what is missing. Um, So he came back and he attempted to detain the suspect after calling the police. But Robles actually escaped and allegedly led police on a foot chase. But, like, why? Why would you even bother chasing him? Look at this man. There can't be anybody oh else in the immediate area. He literally has a helmet of brown hair. He looks like, like he is, is about to play football for band. the Cleveland Browns, oh. and he's wearing his <laughs> hair as a helmet. Like he's uh, no, I was going to say, like... Oh, he's he also like in a failed pop punk band. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Called something like lions that roar. We're the roaring <laughs> lions that roar. Called something weird that exhibits some kind of strength that the they don't lion have. The lion and the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So eventually, uh, they were able to corner him by a fence, um, and they returned the several hundred dollars worth of camera equipment to the store. Uh, Robles is currently on probation for violence against police and other violations that were related to theft, drugs, and resisting arrest. Like, he literally had been released from jail the other day. <laughs> um, due, and that was due to laws and state orders relating to So, Corona coronavirus. got him yeah. Corona got him let out. And then he was like, mm, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So, he he was released because the state, what state is this? Oh, I forgot already. Mm. 
California ah, okay. currently has a zero bail order in place because of coronavirus. Oh, all right. So he was arrested, <laughs> released, arrested. Um, <laughs> the funniest part, though, is that police put it on social media and <laughs> they put it with hashtags such as hashtag oops, I did it again. Hashtag arrest, incarceration, release, repeat. I know it's like, it's funny, but it's not funny, you know? Because, like, the system obviously doesn't work in this case, yeah. though. But this it's just <laughs> yeah, so he's being held now uh, $10,000 bail. And <laughs> it's like they arrested him and we're like, dude, now we gotta do dude, it. Dude, seriously? Like, we gotta do it yeah. now, dude. Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> Of all people to try to sell this camera equipment to. <laughs> okay. You're going to do it to the owner. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I'm sure there were a ton more people, but come <laughs> on. All right. Now we're on number six. Dun, dun, dun. Woman allegedly faked birth, invented baby shooting, and fabricated burial for attention. Yeah. So uh, okay. drink that one in for a second. Wait, what? Tennessee woman Glenna Brooke Pinkerton, 32 years old, told detectives that she had buried her one-year-old daughter in a, quote, shallow grave in Nashville's Two Rivers Park. Earlier that month, after a deadly shooting involving her former boyfriend. I, I, I feel like they would have known all of that, though. So that's weird. And the police were pretty quick to go, no, you didn't. That's pretty sus. That's weird. <laughs> that's suspicious. <laughs> They're that's like, no, weird. that's a hoax. And they allege that Pinkerton concocted the plot and led law enforcement on a wild goose chase because she craved the spotlight. Oh, my God. I think this is the same kind of condition as the people that, like, call in and are like, oh, I have information about this missing person. And you don't. Yeah. Or, like, which is I terrible. Feel like, I feel like. I've seen on Dr. Phil, like, crazy women do shit like this on Facebook in, like, their Facebook groups. Yeah. Where they, like, steal baby photos from other people and, like, post them and, like, pretend that they're their babies. Yeah. I don't... That is something for sure psychologically wrong with someone where... And I'm not... I'm not trained in psychology, but if I had to guess, they didn't uh, get enough attention as a kid, so now <laughs> they're looking for it literally anywhere. Yeah. It's just so weird. And you'll instantly get attention from law enforcement if you claim something crazy like this yeah. happened. <laughs> Long yeah. story short, she was arrested and charged with giving a false report to police. It's uh, like yeah. it's not clear to them why she singled out her ex-boyfriend in the shooting and burial of their non-existent child. That's kind of weird. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> the best part is... The police report doesn't specify whether the supposed shooting of the fake child was accidental or intentional. Oh, my God. Which to me seems unimportant, really. <laughs> like, if it's not real, like, what do you do? <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, that's, yeah. So she, that's what she did. She stole a picture of a baby and she, like, faked it online and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. That's Just attention seeking. Yeah. But it didn't work. It didn't work <laughs> at all. I mean, it Not worked. She time. got attention, but I don't think know. it's the attention she wants. Oh, no, for sure. Not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready for the top five? The top five. Woo! All right. Number five. Police believe mystery man is living in grocery store ceiling coming down at night to steal things, but they can't find <laughs> him. 
See, this is the play, I think, though. Skip the mayor's basement and go right to the grocery store ceiling. You know what I'm talking about? That's where the food is. (laughs) So (laughs) Auburn police put on Facebook that the officers have been called to Hagen Lake Tops on five occasions since Christmas Day. And on that day, the suspects stole thousands of dollars worth of cigarettes and liquor, which, I mean... That, those are the things I would steal from the grocery yeah. store. Yeah, I mean, I if you're going to be hiding in the ceiling all day, you're going to need something to do. Although I don't know how you would smoke all those cigarettes in the ceiling with nobody noticing, but <laughs> maybe yeah. he doesn't hang out there all day. Yeah. He just comes back <laughs> at night. So actually, I think this was last Christmas because it continued into January of 2020. Oh, okay. Um, so they got uh, five since Christmas, and then they got two on January 15th, one on January 16th, and then another on january 22nd of 2020 so this was this was a january one early last year so in each incident the employees saw the suspect or heard the suspect above the ceiling in the rafters in each case the officer searched above the false ceiling but they didn't find him um the posting continued imploring (laughs) anyone with information about the suspect's ceiling dwelling thief (laughs) So authorities have video of the thefts, but there's just no identifying information about this man in these videos. <laughs> he just he's completely masked. He's masked up for 2020 and um, they couldn't figure out who he was. So event eventually they they discovered like the evidence in the ceiling that um, that said that he was living there, like squatting things like mm-hmm. Just, you know, things you would find if somebody was living there. Yeah. yeah. Um, like a nest setup kind of deal. But they, they couldn't catch the actual guy. <laughs> That's so awesome. And <laughs> again, this this article is from January 22nd of 2020. So I guess they might have found him by now. But they were using infrared heat mapping scanners <laughs> and canine <laughs> units. And it still had no success in finding this guy. This is the most successful homeless thief in the history yeah, of homeless thieves. Yeah, so... Like I do f- think that in this respect, stealing from a grocery store, well, it might be like a locally owned grocery store. I don't really know. It's it sounds like it's a homeless guy that's just trying to get shelter and food. And to me, that's not that big a deal. Yeah. Like good um, on this guy though. That's super sneaky spy shit that he's doing to yeah, get away and, from them. And the uh the police were up in the rafters for like four and a half hours trying to hunt this guy down and could not find him. <laughs> And apparently there are like a lot of little hiding places that, you know, he could be there, but <laughs> just that's awesome. Find him. <laughs> so uh, they're like, he found a safe spot for now. I'm I'm not sure if they ever found or found him, but I would like to think that he's still there to this day. <laughs> just coming in and out of the grocery store. Yeah. All right. Number four. Five-year-old Utah boy drove family car on interstate as he attempted road trip to buy a Lamborghini. A five-year-old? A five-year-old. No. Yeah. The child who admitted to stealing his parents' car keys was determined to purchase a Lamborghini. (laughs) He confessed that he was on his way to California to buy his own Italian sports car after his mom refused to get him one. (laughs) With what money? Does he have money? I don't know. The troopers first, first spotted him slowly weaving between lanes in a gray SUV around 11.45 a.m. in Utah. How is he <laughs> reaching the pedals? I don't know. He Not well, because he's only clocked at 32 miles an hour. That's too <laughs> fast for a five-year-old to be driving a car. 
So first, the highway patrol thought that the person was drunk or like having a medical emergency. <laughs> and so they pulled the car over and they found this five-year-old. <laughs> so the dashboard camera video shows Trooper Rick Morgan asking, how old are you? You're five years old? Wow. Where did you learn to drive a car? <laughs> <to drive it? laughs> no. So the child then told him that like he stole the keys after his mom refused him to buy him <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Where did you learn to drive a car? He only, he only had a few bucks to his name. <laughs> He's going to buy a Lamborghini with $3 in his wallet. Here, $3. $3. This five-year-old had $3 in a dream of Italian sports car luxury. And <laughs> he was going to make, make it, it happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm sad for him that he didn't get his dream. I know. Um, the family said since this incident, they've been flooded with messages of support from Italian sports car fanatics. One generous Lamborghini owner reportedly even took the five-year-old for a spin in his luxury coupe. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I would. (laughs) He told the young driver, the five-year-old boy, said, he told KUTV, the police told me I drive good. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) All right. You know what's crazy? He has a 16-year-old sister that hasn't driven yet. (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this year was uh, crazy, man. That's amazing. All right, number three. I've actually I've seen this one like circulating online, and it is the cutest thing. And it's definitely gonna be me when I'm a hundred years old. Um, a hundred year old North Carolina woman wanted one thing for her birthday to go to jail. The little tagline that oxygen puts says, "Most people want a cake and a party." Ruth Bryant wanted to get arrested. <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect way to sum up the story. Yeah. Like Connor Mannion, who wrote it, nice job. You summed <laughs> it up in one sentence. Like, that's so cute, though. <laughs> yeah. So Ruth is 100 years old. She was celebrating her 100th birthday in her assisted living community. And um, Sheriff Deputy Tevin Dixon and R.D. Weaver arrived to serve her for a warrant of indecent exposure <laughs> because her friends and family um were there gathering for her birthday and they they had no idea but apparently <laughs> um she knew it was gonna happen I think. yeah she set it up yeah yeah so she was in on the gag but she played along in the role of an uncooperative suspect <laughs> so uh, <laughs> So she really put up a racket, it says, for her arrest, (laughs) and told one deputy that he was getting on her last nerve. She kicked at her arresting officer as she was being loaded into the police cruiser, saying, and then he said, don't kick me, I've got a bad knee. And she goes, I got two bad knees. (laughs) But basically, it was just kind of a prank on on her family. But during the ride over to jail, she even suggested the officers that they should be arresting whoever designed the seats in the police cruiser because they weren't comfortable. <laughs> she goes, the people who make these low damn seats in all these cars, you ought to arrest every one of them. <laughs> um, so they arrived at the jail. They treated her like any other suspected criminal. Um, and she had her mug taken. She had a few minutes in a jail cell. She received an orange shirt with the words per, uh, person county jail on it. <laughs> and she said, I'm in the jailhouse now. I finally got here and did a little jig. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she paid her bail, which was a hug to the chief jailer. 
and then she was back on the streets. <laughs> so basically, she's just a true crime fan like all of us who who wanted to go to jail, <laughs> and they made it happen for her for her birthday. That's definitely the cheapest bail we've ever seen. I like that one. <laughs> just a hug. It's so cute, though. All right, we're down to the final two. Dun, dun, dun. Man who posed as special needs patient so home nurses would change his diapers, sentenced for perverse deception. No. <laughs> this guy has some name, too. <laughs> Louisiana man Rutledge Diaz Fourth. No. Pretended to have special needs in order to have women he hired as babysitters change his diapers. Ew, I'm looking at him. <laughs> yeah. He was sentenced to five years of probation and 400 years of community service in addition to having to maintain employment. He also has to attend addiction counseling via the internet and refrain from using social media. Thank God. <laughs> he looks like, like number one, an incel. Yes, But yeah. he's like... The guy at the bar that hits on you and is like, hey, can I get your number? Oh, and, and doesn't get like, the hint. Yeah. And, yeah. And keeps going. And then finally, when you have to be rude and like, I'm not interested, they're like, fuck you. <laughs> also, tell me. You're not wrong. even cute anyway. But do you feel like incels typically get that breakout of acne directly above <laughs> one of their eyebrows? Like, it, And it's just one side. And you just All look at them, them thinking like, what do you incel, do to that incel, side of your incel, face, incel, man? Incel, like, <laughs> So anyway, they arrested Diaz in November of 2019 following reports that Diaz was using the internet to engage in fraud and later commit sexual battery. Through the course of their investigation, though, they also learned that Diaz had advertised on social media to find a home healthcare worker to look after his disabled 18-year-old brother, Corey. Okay. But really, this guy pretended to be this Corey... And had the women changed his diapers, which aroused him because he's gross. Ew. Yeah. So police arrested him again <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah. And he was charged with 10 counts of sexual battery, 10 counts of human trafficking labor and one count of possession of a controlled dangerous substance. So. Damn. That's disgusting. Yeah. The women were definitely grossed out. So. Uh, yeah. Oh, it completely broke one woman's view of the world. She said, I used to believe that almost everyone in the world was inherently good. In this case, I was wrong. He completely shattered this woman's worldview. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. She thought everybody has some good in them. No, nope. That's not, not true. Not everyone. Not this guy. Not something Diaz the fourth Rutledge. R freaking Rutledge. That's not. Rutledge. Who? That's not a name for a person. That's a part for a machine. I don't know what part, but it's definitely a mechanical part. Rutledge Diaz. D Diaz. Diaz. You Diaz. suck. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I'm changing it. There's a tie. This guy ties for piece of shit of the year with the guy that stole all those masks. <laughs> yeah. Vlad Vladimir. Yeah. Whatever. You guys tie. Nobody wins. <laughs> Except for this guy wins. Number one. Man allegedly breaks into coronavirus shuttered restaurant, spends days eating food and drinking booze. <laughs> I wasn't going to give this guy piece of shit of the year. No, I was going to give this guy absolute champion of the year. <laughs> like, I know that that restaurant definitely suffered losses, and I'm so sorry about that. But this is 
this is monumental. Like some heroes wear capes and some heroes break into restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Luis Ortiz. He's 42. And he broke into a restaurant that was closed down um, because of coronavirus and spent four days gorging himself <laughs> um, and eating all the food and drinking all of the alcohol that was stored inside. Uh, the restaurant's called the Sol de Cuba Cafe. <laughs> he just, he really went to town. Uh, you look at the picture of this guy too. His mugshot isn't even like, he's like, that was the best time of my life. He's like smirking. That was the best time of my life. Worth it. Totally worth <laughs> totally it. Totally worth it. And honestly, dude, it sounds like it was. Like, totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> apparently, authorities got a call about a burglary in progress and went into the restaurant and found him asleep. <laughs> 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 Probably taking a nap after eating as much food as he could. Um, so, the investigators reviewed the security video, the security video footage and confirmed that um, the initial burglary occurred uh, a couple days before when he entered through the side window of a restaurant. And then he just decided, you know what? I'm just going to stay here for as long as I can and eat and drink and, you know, live my best life in here. Isn't that like just the most amazing story you've heard this year, though? Like, because (laughs) this guy was like, oh, the world's ending. I'm going to go live <laughs> at my favorite restaurant. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he also, I guess, stole some food and liquor and removed that from the restaurant. Probably put it in his car or something. Oh, okay. Um, all told, Ortiz allegedly consumed 70 bottles of liquor <laughs> and thousands of dollars worth of food and beverages inside the restaurant. Seventy four days. That's seventy four days. bottles of liquor in four days. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> sir. I don't know how you're not dead. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So he was charged with burglary and larceny, both in the third degree, first degree criminal mischief, and second degree failure to appear. Apparently. <laughs> oh, I guess he didn't show up for yeah, his court date either. Not. He's probably in that restaurant again. Yeah. <laughs> And that's our number one. I thought that one was the funniest. Obviously, we're laughing at these because they're kind of ridiculous and weird. We don't find all crime funny, but sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to laugh at some of the darker stuff, including this year, drunkies. Like, yeah, this year sucked all around. It did. So let's just <laughs> laugh at it. Thanks for staying with us through this uh, dumpster fire of a year. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us, and we're. Looking forward to whatever is coming in 2021. It's got to be better, right? I hope. Well, I mean, if it's not, hopefully we can just all hold hands and kick its ass so that (laughs) we can have a normal year again at some point. Please. (laughs) Keep wearing your mask. Keep being safe. 20 more days of Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a TikTok the other day that was um, this like older woman and she was like, I don't understand why, you know, the economy is so bad right now. We could, you know, pay for all of our debt if we just charged $10 to a lot to everybody that wanted to watch a live stream video of Donald Trump being dragged out of the Oval Office. Ooh, really? Service. She's like, think of the 80,000 people that voted for Joe Biden. If all oh, of you're them right. bought yeah. $10. You, yeah, if you charge tickets that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah I can I see would, that. My mom goes, I would pay $100 to watch <laughs> But yeah, thank you for uh, 
Yeah, thank you for sticking with us. Happy Come New Year. Join us on our Facebook page. We have discussion pages, Dead Drunk Discussion. We have our Facebook page, which is, there's a longer name for that here. What is that? Dead Drunk, a true crime podcast. Come join us on Instagram. Share your the drink that you're ending this year with, or the drinks, or the bowl. I don't. I'm no judging <laughs> <laughs> of whatever you're drinking to get you through to the next year. Yeah. You can share that with us on Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime or tweet it at us. We'd love to get our second tweet of the year. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell I'm not big on the tweeters? So <laughs> I don't know how Twitter works. On our Twitter at Dead Drunk Crime. And we'll see you on our website. We, I know that I have a lot to catch up. I'm posting. I'm backlogged here. That's, That's it's right. been a rough year, if guys. If there's not a post there, the the post is here on our on our podcast. Right, platform. and you can find links in the show notes for our merch. We still have it, and we'll have new and exciting stuff in the year to come, featuring Tierney's Cricket. Woo! And <laughs> <laughs> and we're still putting out Patreon content. This P- Patreon content. Patreon. 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 However you want to say it, Patreons. So, <laughs> so we're still unlocking Israel Keys, and I think we found a solid victim in this month's episode. Yeah, we're almost there. That came there. out this week. Yeah, we're almost there. We almost have the 11, if there's only 11. I think we have 10 right now. Yeah, we're we're doing it, drunkies. Yeah. We're unlocking this keys, and <laughs> the keys are unlocked. We're slowly figuring out Izzy, so yeah. if you want to join us for that, it's on our Patreon. You could join us for $5 or make it a double for 10 and get some more cool content. We want to start doing happy hours with you drunkies. We'll play Among Us with us because it's a murder mystery, so technically on brand. Yeah. And <laughs> Drunk we want to have us. more discussions with you. Yeah, so talk to us. Be our friend. that's what's coming in the year to come. So hopefully 2021 is better for everyone. Yeah. And that was low-key a rhyme, and I didn't mean to do that. You're a poet and you didn't know it. Oh. So best wishes in the coming year, drunkies. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you on December 32nd. See you then. (laughs) (laughs) Warm as your guards, drunks. Drunksies. Okay, bye.